Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a special bonus edition of The Mind of Little Rage. It is a Thursday night. It is slightly after 10.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, and today I am going to talk about something that has come to the forefront over the past couple of months, and that is Mr. D. Snyder's push to get ACDC to perform at the next Super Bowl in 2021. My goal for this, we'll call it an abbreviated special episode, is to put my two cents in and hopefully raise some awareness to the campaign that Mr. D. Snyder has taken upon himself. There is actually a petition that can be digitally signed. I have gone and signed that petition, and at last check, we are sitting over 38,000 signatures, which is really a great start. But I believe we, as music fans, especially those of the hard rock and heavy metal genres, can do a whole lot better. We can make our voices heard. And if you're not convinced about ACDC performing at the Super Bowl, I am going to attempt to persuade you that this is a great thing that D. Snyder is doing, and we as rock and roll fans deserve this. So... Stick with me on this one. Uh, Try not to become too long-winded, but I do feel that some history needs to be addressed, and some of my personal opinions are going to come into play here. So let's just jump right into it and do a little bit of a history search. And it took me maybe 10 minutes to actually do this, and what I did was I just went and... Google search list of performers for the halftime show at the Super Bowl. And thanks to CBSSports.com, I was able to find a pretty extensive list of performances dating all the way back to 1967. And it started off with, usually it was uh, some type of college marching band Uh, We had the University of Arizona and Grambling State marching bands in 1967. Grambling State came back and did it again in 1968. Florida A&M did it twice in 69 and 71. They also started doing theme-based halftime shows. I believe that was in 1972. And that started off with a salute to Louis Armstrong. And all the way up to 2001, there was a theme associated with the Super Bowl halftime show. And that last one was called The Kings of Rock and Pop that featured Aerosmith, NSYNC, Britney Spears, Mary J. Blige, and Nelly. Now that's quite the ensemble there and quite uh, diversity when it comes to a Super Bowl halftime show. Uh, I I consider myself pretty 
musically bipolar, but I'm pretty sure that uh, I missed that one. I I guess up until that point, there was really nothing spectacular in my viewpoint when it came to the Super Bowl halftime show. Either that, I can't remember that far. I've slept since then. So uh, I don't remember if I just watched the Aerosmith part and then turned it off. Uh, I None of the other artists or performers that were on that particular halftime show just really appealed to me, so why am I going to waste my time? Now, in 2002, they kind of went more to a a performer or a group of performers. There was no actual theme. There was no name to it other than, you know, if, if Pepsi was the sponsor of that particular halftime show, it was the Pepsi halftime show, and they had maybe one or two, possibly three artists come on stage or share the stage during that extended halftime performance. Now, if you're unfamiliar with what halftime is, if you're not a football fan, uh, halftime's about 15, 15 minutes. It's in between the second and third quarters. And usually during the preseason and regular season of football, and again, this is for those not in the know. I'm sure pretty much everybody knows, but I'm kind of doing this for my own sake too, just to be thorough. Usually during halftime, we go to a studio either in Los Angeles or New York, and we hear about other games going on. At the same time, we get updates on the scores. We get a review of what happened in the first half. And usually I don't pay too much attention during the halftime shows because I just saw that play not 15 minutes earlier. I really don't need it rehashed. Uh, some people really, when they watch football, they watch football. Pre-game kick, pre-game show to post-game show, they watch everything. Indeed, they don't. The only time they may go to the bathroom is during a commercial break. But usually, it's there's nothing to a, a halftime show. Now, it's totally different when it comes to the Super Bowl. This is a worldwide spectacle, and in 2019, I thought this was an amazing statistic. That in 2019, 180 countries watched the Super Bowl. 180. Now, typically, it's 130 million, or I'm sorry, 130 different countries. And the Super Bowl itself is broadcast in over 30 different languages. So this is not just an, it's an American phenomenon, but it's also a world phenomenon. And the halftime show associated with said Super Bowl is also a global phenomenon. So I know that we Americans were very proud of our football and our baseball and our basketball. But when it comes to football, it really has just taken over the world. I mean, the NFL is playing games in Mexico City and in London and I'm sure, you know, they, they may go to different different countries later on in, in subsequent years. But right now they're playing games in, in Mexico City and London. And I think that's really awesome. And it shows the worldwide appeal of American football. When it comes to the halftime show in 2002, 
things kind of changed a little bit. And as I said, they went to either one up to maybe four performers, but there was usually one headline act that did the majority of the performing. And in 2002, that first one was YouTube. And it seemed like, you know, I, I'm not a huge fan, especially of the newer YouTube music. Back in the day, uh, under Blood Red Sky, pretty much everything up to the Joshua Tree, I was a fan of. I liked what U2 was doing. They had a great sound. And then something happened. I, I think that, uh, for the most part, Bono kind of got a Jesus Christ complex and tried to portray himself as the savior of the world and all this other stuff. And I'm just like, dude, you, you know, you're, uh, you're taking, you're biting off a little bit more than you can chew. Regardless, again, that's my personal opinion. However, throughout the years, from 2002 to uh, the most recent one in February of this year, there's been a wide variety of performers. 2003 was Shania Twain, No, uh, no Doubt and Sting. We had Janet Jackson, uh, Paul McCartney, The Rolling Stones, The Who, Prince, Tom Petty, Beyonce, Black Eyed Peas, Bruce Springsteen. They, they've, they pretty much, for the most part, hit all bases. They've had their bands that would be considered hard rock in The Who, uh, more mainstream rock with U2 and, and uh, Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. They've had you know your pop icons like Madonna. In more recent years, they've had Lady Gaga and Katy Perry and all that great stuff. But... When it comes to the last Super Bowl in February of this year, I'm going to be very forthcoming, be very truthful. I had, for, for the most part, lost interest in the Super Bowl halftime show. They had become time for, for me to whip up a quick, quick dip or, you know have an extended stay in a restroom or something like that. It was it was not something I wanted to watch. The last one that I thought was really, really good was probably The Who. And not taking away anything from the talent of the performers, many of those were are very talented. They uh, deserve a stage like that. Not saying that they didn't belong there. It's just they didn't appeal to me. And with this last Super Bowl halftime show, the day after, I went on Facebook and I voiced my displeasure with this latest Super Bowl halftime show. And again, no offense to Shakira or Jennifer Lopez, talent-wise, but in, in my viewpoint, they have not been relevant in the music industry for a number of years. And it seems like there was a little bit of an underlying theme. They were in Miami. There's a large Latino population there. I get that. I understand it. But it just, it, it, you can't alienate the rest of the world or the rest of the United States. So 
after I voiced my displeasure on on Facebook, a longtime friend of mine, we'll just call him JP, he responded with, well, they're going to appeal to the masses. Five, six years ago, I wanted, you know, somebody like Metallica or, you know, the long shot, you know, it, it'd be great to see like the big four up there. And in the back of your mind, as bad as you want it, you know, it's never going to happen because even though it is the big four and Metallica is one of the biggest bands in the entire world, not everybody is going to probably, you're going to have even more people disappointed with the show than had it been somebody like Beyonce or Lady Gaga or something like that. But regardless, my point is, is the last rock performer that was at the Super Bowl halftime show was in 2010, and that was The Who. Think, let that sink in for a second. 2010, that was nine years ago. Since then... Since 2010, we've had the Black Eyed Peas, Usher, and Slash. Now, Slash being a, he wasn't, he was there just to play guitar for, you know, who Usher or the Black Eyed Peas or somebody like that. 2012, we had Madonna. 2013, we had Beyonce. 2014, Bruno Mars and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. 2015, Katy Perry, Lenny Kravitz, Missy Elliott. 2016, Coldplay, Beyonce, Bruno Mars. 2017 was Lady Gaga. 2018 was Justin Timberlake, Tennessee Kids, University of Minnesota Marching Band. 2019 was Maroon 5, Travis Scott, and Big Boy. And then, of course, last year was Jennifer Lopez and Shakira. Now, I did say that the Red Hot Chili Peppers were there in 2014. But having to share the stage with Bruno Mars, and, and I like a lot of Bruno Mars's music. I'm not, dis, it's, I'm not discounting his abilities or his talents or anything like that. But when I, with a halftime show, it should be, you know, something memorable. It should be something iconic. It should be something along the lines of a once-in-a-lifetime experience. So since 2010, we have not had a bona fide hard rock band up there. And in and, and the later years of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, they've kind of toned down a little bit. They're not as edgy as they used to be with, you know, Uplift Mofo Party Plan or Mother's Milk or even Blood Sugar Sex Magic. They've become very laid back. Still like the Chili Peppers. Tons of respect for them. But it's time for something that has an insane amount of balls to it. And what D. Snyder is trying to do is do just that. ACDC, if there is a band that deserves to play halftime show of the world's most watched sporting event it is ac dc they are apparently getting back with brian johnson his hearing ailment is either healing or 
getting under control. He's taking countermeasures to preserve his hearing. They have they have faced just immense amounts of turmoil and tribulation, and they are really forging ahead. They're not giving up. And ACDC has always been relevant. They have always had a place in the music lexicon. When you think hard rock, and even when you mention heavy metal to a lot of people, ACDC comes to mind. And it and mentioned more times than you would think. It's, a, it's time for the Super Bowl and the organizers, whoever it may be, Pepsi, the, the network that is airing said Super Bowl, it's time for you, and I'm talking, and I'm sure Roger Goodell has some say in what goes on here because he is the commissioner of the National Football League. I think it's time for you to grow some balls and have a real hard rocking band play the Super Bowl. It's time. It's been almost, as of 2021, it will be 10 plus years since a hard rock band has graced the stage at a Super Bowl halftime show. That's far too long. I did not like this year's Super Bowl halftime show. I watched the Super Bowl, and as soon as the whistle blew at the end of the second quarter, that finger went to the mute button, and I walked out of the room. I didn't want to hear it. I didn't want to see it. I knew it was going to be complete and utter trash because you were going to have two women up there who are known for one thing, and that is shaking their ass. Nothing wrong with it, but that's what they're known for. If I want to watch a musical performance, I want to see great musicianship. I don't want to see an individual pretending to play guitar or pretending to play drums. Yeah, I saw the highlights on YouTube, and to be honest with you, it kind of made me want to puke. It was, it was sad. They're trying to do things that, that they're just not capable of doing. It was frustrating. I want to see a band up there that is not afraid to play their instruments loud, proud, and be who they are. And if there's a band that can do that in spades, it's ACDC. And I, I, I can't thank D. Snyder enough for taking the initiative to start this thing. And as I said earlier, the Super Bowl is seen in 100 or was seen in 2019, seen in 180 different countries. So this just isn't an an American thing. This is a worldwide thing. So if you're listening in Belgium, if you're listening in the UK, if you're listening in Ireland, France, Russia, Australia, New Zealand, Greece, all the states in the U.S., Canada. If you're anywhere you are listening and you watch the Super Bowl or you watch, even if it's just for the, for the stupid-ass commercials or if you're at a party, you know, because people, they, they build parties around the Super Bowl. It's an all-day affair. And people show up that are not football fans. One, 
I'm sure to hang out with their friends, have some good food, have some maybe some great conversation. They may watch the game out of the corner of their eye. They watch the commercials for sure. But they, if they're not football fans, they're definitely going to pay attention to the halftime show. And the halftime show gets as much press, if not more press, than the actual game itself. There are radio programs that break down the performance of the Super Bowl halftime show. They look for the esoteric. They look for occult symbolism and things like that that are, that are supposedly in the Super Bowl halftime show. They, they, they break it down minute by minute. And as I, like I said, it, sometimes it gets more press than the game does itself. So if you're listening in those countries or countries outside of the United States and you do not follow D. Snyder and you're interested in what he's trying to do with trying to get ACDC on the Super Bowl halftime show and when they go, they need to be by themselves, nobody else, just ACDC. They have enough material to do probably 50 halftime shows they don't need anybody else up there with them it's acdc damn it that's all that needs to be said but if you're listening outside of the united states go to twitter and look up d snyder and you will see he's got links to that petition go and sign it Thirty-eight thousand. i saw the post earlier today it was probably around noon i saw the post and it was sitting at thirty over 38,000 signatures. I know we can do better than that. And it's, it's a, a few clicks on your, on your iPhone or your Android or your tablet or your laptop or your desktop computer. It's a few clicks. Sign the petition. You're done. Let's hit a million. Let's hit one million signatures. And I tell you what, let's do it before June. And I might be overstepping my bounds just a little bit because this isn't my campaign. This is D. Snyder's campaign. But I believe in it so much that I want to help him spread the word about this. So by June, let's hit one million signatures. And then by the start of the football season, which is generally September... Let's go for 2.5 million. And if that doesn't tip the scales in ACDC's favor, I don't know what will. But vote. Let your voice be heard. Sign that petition. D, I can't thank you enough for what you're doing. And I hope that others will join the fight to spread the word about this fantastic petition that's making its way around the internet. Twitter, just look up D. Snyder, and it'll take you right to him. Spread the word, sign the petition, share it, retweet it, share it on other social media platforms. I've done that. He's serious. He's dead serious. The man loves his rock, and I love the man because of that. So go and check out the petition. Sign it. Stand up for ACDC. Let's get them at the Super Bowl halftime show. That's all for now. The good thing is, is there was no, there's going to be no sponsor break or anything like that. But thank you for listening. And we will be back Saturday. We're going to have a brand new interview. 
And I'm very excited about this one. On Saturday, we are going to have This Side of Anarchy, hardcore punk band. It's going to be a first for me, but I'm very excited about it. So make sure that you check out the episode on Saturday. And we'll leave Sunday as a bit of a mystery for right now. Still working out some kinks. May have another guest on Sunday. If not, well, I'll figure out something. And on March 14th, Volume 4 of Little Rage Radio. So if you're listening and you're in a band and you want to submit your music for Little Rage Radio, make sure that you send an MP3 or WAV format of an original song to the Little Rage Show at gmail.com. And the more the merrier. I'd love to do a three or four hour Rage Radio type of show. That would be awesome. So until Saturday, everybody enjoy the rest of your week. Be safe. And we'll see you on Saturday. Good night.